What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this year's season for the West Coast Clash Fantasy Football League. I am your host, Dre Hicks, followed by my co-hosts, Wayne Lampart and Sean Jarvis. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. It's uh feels interesting, you know, dusting out the old cobwebs, bringing out the, the studio equipment again, getting back into it. Um, a lot of changes. Sean just had the, the second kid. I'm two kids deep. Wayne taking so care of his brothers. <laughs> Wayne nursed his brother back in the league, which we're very happy about. Marlon the is Mar back. Savages. Welcome back, bro. Gosh, it's uh, it feels good to be back. I know, uh, I know. I was going to say this is our our third year with the podcast, uh, but really, it's two point five since uh, I would say fatherhood got in the way of me actually finishing out the rest of the podcast season last year. So, apologize to the league. That's that's one way to put it. Uh, when you were uh, clearly out of it and uh, abandoned the podcast, I think yeah, is another way to put it. Cliff, because of Drake. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you know potato potato. Okay, uh, didn't make playoffs. Fatherhood, both both things that could potentially remove you from yeah. podcast. Somehow, somehow, I think you could have had triplets, and if you were nine and zero, <laughs> the podcast would have continued <laughs> all the way to the end. Maybe so. Maybe so. So guys, um, how did you? Uh, what did you think of your draft this season? What, what's uh, happy, sad, motivated? What's what's going on? Why don't you kick us off, Wayne? Um, you know, I was satisfied with my draft. I think everyone, in retrospect, can go back and you know think of better decisions. But I was pretty pleased. Um, I definitely like my wide receiver depth. Um, and hoping AJ Green rewards me for taking a risk on him. But other than that, I was I was pretty happy with mine. That's a tough one there, Wheezy. That man's got angles of glass. <laughs> you know that That's, well, uh, don't you, Sean? I, I do. I can't, <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've had him across multiple leagues in uh, the last three years and just had him play almost zero games. So, um Definitely. I know how that and last year I kept waiting for him to come back, waiting for him to come back. And he just never did. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. You know, overall, I think um, I think for the most part, everybody had a, a pretty good draft. I don't so far see any teams that are real shady. I'd say the uh, the two teams in the, you know, in the bookend, the one and the 12, they uh, they had some interesting picks in there. Um, but you know, it's kind of by virtue of being where they're at. Um, they're kind of the end of a lot of those runs that happen on certain players, but, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I look back at mine, the only thing I might change is, you know, what could define my season is, you know, I picked Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round, which just seemed like I couldn't pass him up at that spot, you know, that far down and hopefully he has a rebound season, but lost some wide receiver depth, you know, could have had got somebody like Cooper Cup or, you know, in that spot. So only time will tell. Those are the kind of gambles that you that you got to make in order to uh, to win the league. So, yeah, I think looking at the a lot of the teams in the, in the league so far, I think you're right. Nothing really stands out as a real, you know, terrible team. And, of course, we, we want to, you know, point fingers and then maybe go after Witty or, you know, somebody else. Um, but even Witty, like you look at it, it really ain't that bad. Um, 
I think it's going to, but it won't take long though. I think there's a lot of rookie talent this year, a lot of big, uh, big trades that we're going to see, you know, who is the worst team in the league rather quickly this year. Um, just with all the, the changes in the NFL. Um, I would say for my team, the only thing that I'm really kind of upset about is the fact that I let my handcuff uh, not only not fall to me, but uh, fall to Evan, because now I have to hear about it every day. So um, <laughs> such, a, such a rookie move. And the best part move. about it is the dude was sitting next to you, practically giving you a handy during the draft. And uh, <laughs> you definitely slid away for a sec uh, to steal I, your I cuff. Think- I think he he's trying to find a way to get Tyreek, and I'm not going to let it happen. I know he likes Tyreek, and as I pressed draft on on Tyreek, I looked over and I could see his poker face. You know, eyes were glass, hoping that you know maybe he could you know trick me into picking somebody else. But I had to had to go with Tyreek. My strategy this year was to not even worry about it, just pick players I knew I wanted to watch. Uh, there was no, I was telling Evan there's nothing more stressful than watching like someone like Saquon play. Like you know he's quality but watching him play for the Giants was the most frustrating uh, thing ever so I wanted to pick some fun teams to watch this year and hopefully maybe maybe it'll pay off you know well maybe maybe it won't <laughs> and if it doesn't then you can say uh, goodbye to the podcast by week four <laughs> probably <laughs> very likely so speaking yeah. of the draft um was there anything I'll give it to each of you guys what was like the worst move that you remember? Was there something that just kind of stuck out to you? You're like, what, what were they thinking? And, and, you know, is there anyone on the, on the, the draft board that you can think of that just made a huge mistake or, you know, what we would call a, a Derek Henry, um, you know, round one type of error. God, somebody, I can't, I'm trying to think what it was, but somebody made a draft, like a, a pick and maybe like the, third or fourth round or maybe it was a second or third round and I just started busting up laughing because I was like I can't believe that, that that's actually happened but was it the I, was it Antonio Gibson I think it was was it the Corey Kindle Antonio Gibson <laughs> well no it, no that reach one was uh, that, that one was definitely a reach but there was another one that I, I can't I can't remember who it was but I just I died laughing I, I think it was um, Marlon again yeah, I, just I was going to comment was... on my brother's pick. Um, I did talk to him a little bit about this pick, but he did in the first place kind of reach a little bit for uh, digs pretty early. Um, I mean, that could reward him depending on what type of season he has, but he then proceeded to draft uh, John Brown, who actually is on the yeah, same Yeah, that team. was one. And... I, think it was, I think it was Alan Robinson, actually. I think it was Johnny that did that one. And I was uh, I was dying laughing. That that guy's another one that's got that's practically made of glass. Um, so there there was definitely a couple good ones, and um, I've got to say that my fuck up was pretty funny. Looking back on it, picking a guy that immediately went to IR. Although I will note that Elliot did pick him up <laughs> after I dropped First him. First waiver claim of the season. <laughs> Thinking it was some master stroke, <laughs> only to have him uh, get thrown on IR instantly. So, um, my yeah. favorite it wasn't so much of a well, it was a mistake, but not so much a mistake of just not you know knowing what to pick up it was actually Johnny with the. The double QB, you know, swoop uh, auto draft. I don't know how That's many cool. times this guy has to be told the draft is on the Sunday before Labor Day. 
for three years in a row for him to remember. Um, but he always seems to either fall asleep or have something planned. I think last year was a birthday party. Uh, and the year before was he, you know, was falling asleep at the draft table, at the destination draft. So um, I don't know what it's going to take for this guy to, to actually be present during a fantasy football draft. How many, how many rounds did he auto draft? He was he. I think he escaped with just one. There was a few times where he was able to sneak his pick in with like one second left. Um, but yeah, the double I feel QB, like the yeah the double QB was when he he was MIA and uh, didn't get it in in time. I mean, I was generous. Oh, that and, that you know, was good. And, and there time. was it was yeah. I texted him every time he was like on the clock the first, to give him a, to give him you a know, heads up. ten or eleven rounds, which I didn't quite understand. Um, but it's not the worst thing ever. Evan go Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield last year, which was pretty shocking. Or the I, have to, um, I always make fun of myself. Think, the you know uh, Valdez Scantling Allison pickup to ensure that I got the wide receiver two of Green Bay. <laughs> we'll throw that one in the the books as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's been some there's some been some good ones over the years, that's for sure. So the antics are just starting. You know, there's always the, the fun in the draft. Uh, but you know, I, I think this year it seems quite different. Uh, we have Witty who seems, you know, oddly quiet, not you know not shit talking, not participating in the, the banter that he, that is Evan, you know, talking his new slogans, peace, love and prosperity. Uh, we have Marlon back. Um, we have uh, Ryan, who's the league champion, who who was able to get the first round pick and seems to pick some nice picks in his league. So I'm curious to see, you know, what you guys, you know, what are your bold predictions for the not just for week one? Let's let's just talk about the league in general. What do you what do you think is going to be a standout for this year's uh, fantasy football season? I think yeah, I think you have to like. Uh... As you mentioned, Dre, uh, Ryan's team, I think he had a pretty solid draft. Um, I have the the pleasure of going up against him first week. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, when we uh, think about the end of the season and who's near the top of the, the table, I think Ryan is well poised to be up there. Um, but, yeah, I, I would give Ryan a vote of confidence. Sean, you got anything? That stands out? You know, I just think um, I look at the wide receiver depth this year, even though we've got a lot of, you know, guys kind of coming into play because the PPR, but I just don't see a lot of like stacked. I just don't see any team that's like, wow, it's solid top to bottom. I mean, I think everybody's got some potential holes in their teams and, you know, some of these rookies may have to play well in order to kind of, you know, round uh, round some guys out. But, yeah, I mean, just to me, it seems like it could be, you know, the most unpredictable season that we've ever had um, in quite a while. Just because, it, like I said, it just seems like nobody's team is super solid. And then you've got the, the COVID factor in there that, you know, these dudes will see if they can uh, behave themselves and not get the Rona for 17 weeks. I still think that's, you know, to be seen. And then if that starts wreaking havoc on teams, I mean, it, it's 
going to be an interesting year. Now, when you said that a lot of teams kind of look pretty balanced, Sean, in the league, do you think it has anything to do with kind of just like name recognition, like talent? It's like residual value. Like, for instance, we're looking at Odell Beckham now. We still, you know, oh, he's a top wide receiver. We're going into three years now, really about another dominant Odell. Um, but yet we see him on a roster. Does that name still carry a, a high value in your eyes? Or maybe someone like Gurley or Melvin Gordon? Or I, I think it's a lot of guys like that. Is is you've got a guy like Melvin Gordon that goes somewhere. Like Melvin Gordon was – his yards per carry have been terrible. And, you know, he had some good runs and did work in the red zone. But realistically, I mean, he was a pretty mediocre back that – that got a lot of work out there and got the red zone, you know, touches and was able to score touchdowns. But, you know, I just – I'm not sure he's going to transfer. Then you got a guy like Gurley that was such a beast, and now he's – you know, people think that he's never going to be the same because of his knee. Obviously, the Rams uh, felt that way, let him go. And then, like, a guy like Odell, I mean, is, is he as good if, you know, he doesn't have somebody that can really sling the ball to him nonstop? So – the answer last year was no, but they had a pretty dysfunctional team. So I just think you got so many guys like that that were, you know, stalwarts for for several years that all of a sudden now are kind of question marks as to whether they're going to be able to produce. And so when I look at any of those guys, I don't put them on the same level as, as what we would have thought like a year or two years ago, you know, and that's what I'm saying is I just think that, you know, somebody's going to score points in this league, you know, and, and I just don't necessarily think it's going to be a lot of those big names. I think it's going to be some of these guys that um, kind of get it. Then now they're in the right situation, um, you know, staying healthy and whatnot that'll, you know, really start to, you know, or getting into, you know, their second or third seasons that are really going to start to take off as opposed to some of these old, old guys that have moved around a little bit as of late. Now, Wayne, my question for you, Dalvin Cook, do you think Dalvin Cook is going to be able to finish the the year with a healthy knee, ankle, ACL, MCL? Um, are you expecting, will you be looking for, you know, maybe some backup running back talent uh, to cover him, you know, through the remainder of the season? Yeah, I mean, I want to be optimistic and say that, you know, Cook, will stay healthy this year. I mean, I know his history has been checkered with injury layoffs, but I think he finished the season really well. I mean, he was impressive last year and uh, seemed like he was pretty healthy for the most part, if I remember correctly. But I definitely uh, have a little bit of of regret in the draft not getting his handcuff. Madison, Corey uh, went for him, I want to say kind of early, you know, for a handcuff, but definitely not a bad one to go for. So I regret that a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm optimistic Cook Cook stays healthy this year and I think he's going to be, so I'm I'm looking forward to his season. What what I do see though, Wayne, and you'll like this, is you've reclaimed your son, Tyler Lockett, the player who arguably won you your championship uh, in your your league winning year. it wasn't Lockett. It was oh, it was Baldwin. Baldwin. That's right. Yeah. The oh. great Baldwin. Well, now you yeah, have the, the successor. So maybe you'll see you'll see some uh, – maybe a repeat. That would be nice yeah. to see. I can definitely do with some of that energy from that uh, 
title winning season for from Lockett this year. So yeah, I'm going to be channeling his inner uh, Doug Baldwin for sure. And I'm looking like at this matchup with Wayne, right? Like, and just to my point about how, you know, it's going to be interesting with the depth this year. Like I look at Ryan's, like he's got some awesome players in there. Prescott, McCaffrey, Julio, and then you've got, you know, Kelsey and then, you know, Odell Beckham. But then you've also got guys like Taylor. You've got guys like Akers from, you know, like these dudes, you know, could get beat out in the first week or two weeks. And, you know, then what do you do? And, and that's what I was saying is I think there's a lot of guys that are like that and a lot of teams that are like that, you know, all over, you know, all over the league. Um you know, obviously, like we already kind of touched on it a little bit, but like somebody like AJ Green, you know, in there, how well does, you know, does he do? And then if he doesn't perform, then like Wayne, who are you going to, you know, put to, you know, step up there? You know, you got like Sony Michelle or Duke Johnson and guys like that. And and I just think everybody has that kind of same situation. Yeah, where there's a lot of question marks where it could go one way or the other. Everybody's team could fall apart real quick. This is where Evan, yeah. Evan's listening, you know, working out, and all of a sudden he's like, not my team. He's like, I have the best damn team. <laughs> not my team. <laughs> yeah, he's very in, impressed by his team. But um, I got to say, I mean, you know, he's it, got Philip Lindsay in there. You know, I've got Josh Howard. I mean, you got these dudes that are in these like timeshares, and then like, okay, so Evan loves his team. Who's he got behind all these people? Dobbins, Dylan, the backup in Green Bay, Sterling Shepard, Reynolds, the fourth wide receiver, and in, in uh, on the Rams. I mean, this is this is a this is going to be interesting. And- this is going to be a problem. I mean, I'm not saying mine's much better. I've got. Merkel Hardman, Hunter Renfro, who I picked up off the water hey, wire, CD Lamb. Don't bash Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I mean, I know he was undrafted. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, I think it's going to be a crapshoot. I, I think I really do. I think some of us that maybe think we have a good team, you know, it all comes apart really quickly. And then before you know it, Marlon's gone, you know. 14 and 0 and wins the title and then quits and goes out on top. I mean, this it's this could be a wild year. I I got it, man. I mean, you look at like Evan's team. If you just look at the you know the personalities of Evan and Woody, this league would not be what it is in terms of the energy, in terms of you know just the investment we make as as players. If it wasn't for what they put into the league, I mean, Evan has the self you know so much self confidence in his team to not have a trophy this yet and yet to go into every single draft screaming that he is the best team and then spend countless hours convincing everyone around him that their team's mediocre and then going after witty for hours a day convincing witty that he needs to make drastic changes it we wouldn't see the witty that is you know trade raping snake if evan was not in this league and so i do have to say you know thank you to them because they have really made this league what it is um it just wouldn't be the same i've never seen go ahead i've never seen two guys that that enjoy talking shit to each other for longer periods of time than those two. I mean, I come back sometimes to my phone and I've got, um, you know, 200 text messages (laughs) and it's just those two just 
cat fighting like little girls in in the street, you know, hair pulling and scratching <laughs> each other. But I mean, this is what this league has been built on. And, is, and you, uh, I mean, Sean, you've, you're in multiple leagues. You know, I know you you sat out and won this year, uh, just with time commitments. But you know, you're still in this one. So I got to ask you, you know, is there something special about this league, regardless of the podcast, regardless of you know, we've done a destination draft and plan on doing more. Do you, is there something that just makes this one that, you know, you can't miss? You, you ha- it, it's something special to be a part of. I think the fact that I've cashed like four years in a row in the semifinals <laughs> probably has something to do with it. Cash aside then, cash aside. Cash aside. No, I think that the podcast is, you know, is definitely fun, but I think the group chat for sure is all the guys talking shit to each other. Um, definitely makes it makes it a lot more more enjoyable because I've been in you know another league almost just as long but you know none of the guys really you know banter back and forth and I don't even know you know a lot of those dudes so it's you know it's when when we do all the stuff that we do I think it makes it fun because you get to know some of these guys that you know you've never met or may never meet you know depending on the situation so I, I think that besides the uh constant results from my team i think that would be that would be a few things i could i could say now now wayne you constantly you know you you take a a different approach you stay silent for most of the year you might throw in a a few jabs here and there but i gotta ask you who is who is one person that you you love to see lose it doesn't matter what year it is what's a name in the league that you just you take so much joy in seeing them you know, fall down the order in the league. There's got to be somebody. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, everyone who's not me, I love seeing lose, if I'm being honest. But um, I don't know. Like, I uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, just because of the amount of shit talking they do and the – proclaiming they do that their team's the best every year, no matter how trash they actually might be. Uh, I think everyone likes seeing Evan lose and, and, and not make playoffs. Um, <laughs> I personally enjoy our, our little uh, wagers we do when we typically play each other. And, you know, I can win a little extra money from him as well that way. But um, it's just a little extra satisfying, I think, when, when you see uh, Evan take an L or, miss out on playoffs but lots of love i think for that you could guy. probably he's, yeah he's definitely you could you probably know, throw witty in there too yeah i mean but like like dre was saying earlier i think the the league wouldn't be the same without those guys they definitely are the lifeblood when it comes to the energy especially in the group chat but um i think we they're, all like they're the bread to the, well. to the shit sandwich that is this league <laughs> I think there's one person who's kind of you know wiggling their their way into that this mix as well as Elliot. He does it slow. He's slow on it, but just some of the comments he makes and and the way he approaches deals, um, I could sense that he's going to be you know maybe establishing himself as kind of that that third that third piece to the league that everyone loves to see to see lose. Um, you know he's not as obvious as Evan and Woody, but it's def I can I can I get a sense that it's there. Speaking of he's Evan, definitely been uh, hyping up Kareem Hunt lately. I think he's trying to make a move. There. It's it's or or he's hyping him up, and and Woody sees that hype, and Woody might be trying to make a move and, and try to sneak something out of it, just like he did. Uh, was it was last year when we we saved him from uh, 
from a terrible trade. Uh, uh, rumor is the snake that is witty it's is already slithering. That it is. I, um, I've heard those same rumors. Yeah, I've heard the I've heard the whispers. I, I think this is a, are, uh, a new year for Witty. Um, I think if he's going to take this this peace, love, and positivity approach, uh, plus the the now what we're considering open window for trade with no limitations that we've that we've all agreed on, this might be the year that Woody's able to snake somebody so bad uh, that we have no control over as as kind of these as our, as, our, as the board for the league. Uh, that he might be able to secure himself a championship. Plus, I'm a strong I'm believer in voodoo. General, with the voodoo, if yeah. he's if he's staying positive, uh, we, he might be able to avoid injury. He's going to have luck on his side this year. This might be the year. I would just say in general, if Chris Whitty comes to you with some trade that he <laughs> says is fantastic and and it's a it's a win win, you definitely need to uh, look at yourself in the mirror. And uh, realize that he's trying to play you. I mean, there's just no doubt about it in my mind. And somebody will do it. And that's yes. why I didn't like the four guy on uh, side <laughs> trades because it, you know too much stuff gets lost in there and whatnot. But yeah, definitely if that guy's coming to trade you, um, you know that he's uh, he's trying to take you for all your worth. So just be careful be out the... there. The uh, the training wheels are off, as they say. Like we said, there's. <laughs> There's no uh, nothing we can do, and all trades, uh, you know, are going through. So that we just need to guess who Witty's first trade target would be. Who 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 would that person be? I I have uh, some information, so I won't I won't reveal, but I'll leave it up to you guys to to make a guess. Yeah, I think I actually know the answer to that as well. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna abstain. Um, We'll from that, that question. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised though if he starts calling your brother at some point. <laughs> um, he, he, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he'll be. He'll come knocking for uh, at some point. And then when you mentioned, uh, you know, we have our, our wagers in the league. That you know, Johnny is a constant one. Kyle is constantly betting on the Patriots. Um, I've actually begun the the season with a wage already, but not a not a, a financial gain. Uh, mine is actually uh, one with Evan. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. It's a daddy bet. Gentleman's bet. Yeah, it's a gentleman's bet known as the daddy bet. And and so my bet with Evan was that I would finish higher post playoffs uh, in this season than Evan will. Um, and if that is the case, then Evan must call refer to me as daddy in all aspects of conversation um, throughout an entire month of my choosing. And it's same goes. I thought to he already did that. What? I said, I thought he was already doing that. Calling me daddy. Yeah. I thought that's what your rule was when he comes to stay at your house and he's drinking breast milk is that he had to call you daddy. But <laughs> no, that's just a different type of arrangement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do that for all my friends. <laughs> Ugh, so, God. wish me luck, because um, if I do have to call Evan Daddy for an entire month, uh, I might just, you know, grab grab the the, the shotgun and take it take an hour early. Oh, fuck, because you know he's gonna be after you every. Oh, I'll get texts at seven, you know, seven a.m. You know, good morning, son. What's my name? You know, 
call he'll be talk he want to talk to Isla on on FaceTime. Hey, you, you know, you know what your dad calls me. I'm his dad or I'm your grandfather. It's it's going to be never ending. Um, well, I think guys, I know Sean, you probably have to go put uh, baby to sleep. I'm going to go upstairs and take a rest as well. Um I know 35 minutes in, I say a good first episode. Um, I want to say good luck to everybody in the league. And any final words, guys? Looking forward to the season, man. It's been uh, it's been pretty brutal the last few months. So looking forward to uh, to the season and the shit show that is this league. Wait, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, this is exactly what I think everyone needed uh, in the 2020 that we've experienced thus far. So. Yeah, looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be kind of a, you know, shot in the dark as as we see people emerge to playoff spots and ultimately favorite favorites to win the league. So, uh, good luck to everyone, and I'm excited to get started. Awesome, guys. Well, take care. Enjoy your night. Later, guys. See you guys.